Any examples used are for illustrative purposes only and do not take into account your particular investment objectives, financial situation, or needs, and may not be suitable for all investors. It is not intended to predict the performance of any specific investment and is not a solicitation or recommendation of any investment strategy. This is another Money Show. Get set for another hour of the latest financial information and economic news affecting your bottom line. JR and Anthony are committed to helping more Americans like you optimize their income, reduce their tax risk, and reach financial freedom. So let's start the show. Here are your hosts, Anthony Correo and JR Rochford. It's that time again. Here we are, your hosts, Anthony Correo, J.R. Rochford, taking a break from our day-to-day as financial advisors with Rochford & Associates, a fully independent, fourth-generation family office right here in the greater Phoenix area to bring you information you may not find on those other financial news shows. We are aware the last thing you need is another money show, but we appreciate you being here. And honestly, maybe uh, the what you need the most is another money show because all these topics on all these other financial stations now are talking about things that we've been talking about for, what, years now? We pride ourselves on trying to get our clients, our family, our friends to be proactive and not reactive. I have pointed out the fact that if you call most advisors on the radio show, you have to do it in the next 30 minutes. So it's a complimentary consultation. You know what? You can call us whenever you have a question and it'll be complimentary. A lot of shows talk about minimums. I can't stand this $250,000. You've done the heavy lifting. Come see us. What about the poor schmuck that needs us more than the other people that only has $239,876.14? What do they do? Call Rochford Associates, 623-523-0444. And we will help you. Our job is not financial. It never has been. It's 100% sales. Crickets, you know, people yeah. right now are like, what, what is this guy saying? It's sales. You can be the most honest financial advisor on the planet. If you're not making sales, guess what you are next Wednesday? Oh, you're a mortgage banker. You're a realtor. The last 20 years, you know, we know a lot of people that became realtors. And I, I've been saying this. I'm going to say it again this week because it needs to sink in. Dust off the manual on how to do contracts for short sales and foreclosures because this low inventory environment house price is staying at twice what the damn house is worth. It's going to cycle financial advisors, blue suit, white shirt, red tie, highly polished shoes. Don't give a rat's you know what about you. They, they have pressure. They have quotas. I understand it. I used to work for a couple different firms where I had pressures and quotas. I didn't do so well. My old office manager, she used to, one of the things that was funny, we had a compliance officer named John and this guy, John calls and, and he's saying that JR needs to focus on sales, not on service. Like he's helping people. And that's not what we're really here for. He was like, JR needs to understand a lot of what he does is pennies. We're looking for dollars. That was the compliance officer at the <laughs> brokerage that I hung my license at. And I was like, you slimy son of a, you know what? Oh, this past uh, two weekends ago, I'm listening to the financial shows that I always listen to. I try to catch as many as I can. Thank you, by the way, for the government to come in and tell us we have to be a fiduciary. So in our industry, if you're managing some of his health or their money and you're not doing what's in their best interest, shame on you. But again, pressure quotas. Sometimes we have to do what we have to do to survive. I actually heard the word Sherpa. This cracked me up. It was like, you know, the, the person that, that does the radio show with the advisor that kind of, you know, fields the questions and throws in the softballs for the advisor to hit out of the park says, you know, we're life coaches. We have to guide people and coach people. You're like a Sherpa. And I, and I heard the word Sherpa and I'm like, 
what the f- absolute, f- what the hell, what is this Sherpa? And really, are you that important? You're selling variable annuities and mutual funds and stocks and bonds and ETFs and EFTs and FTs. And, you know, you're a Sherpa. You're going to guide me up Mount Kilimanjaro and sell me stuff at the top of the hill. Sorry, Anthony. Well, hopefully they're selling you life insurance before they send you on that uh, death trip up through the Himalayas. And I wrote down the date and time that I found this so I can find it again because I was like, I cannot be hearing what I'm really hearing. But anyway, so it was funny. And you know what? A lot of advisors, us included, I hope, we mean well when you talk about the fiduciary rule. By the way, you know where my heartburn started with the fiduciary rule? It's through the Department of Labor. So if you come in our office and you have, you know, $239,000 because, you know, there's no minimums at Rochford Associates. So if you come in our office and you have a 401k, SEP, simple, IRA, Roth, whatever, we are held to the best interest of the client standard, the fiduciary standards. If you come in with your checkbook, you know, we're not. So somebody comes in with a 401k for $100,000, there's extra paperwork. We have to make sure you know what we're doing is in your best interest. But if you have non-qualified money, like regular bank money, which we're going to get to today again. So if you come in with regular money, we are not held to the fiduciary. Anthony, are you a fiduciary? I am. Oh, this is wonderful. So people can see you and, and they know you won't try to sell them something because of pressure and quotas. You'll try to sell them something only if it's appropriate. That's nice. So, all right. But I mean, I that's just, that's a title. Uh, scummy people do scummy things regardless what? of yes. a, a title like that. It's, it's not very difficult. I mean, we say this all the time. We could triple our income if we just told the people that came into our office that they were right and whatever they wanted, we would sell them. Well, my, we've had my job that not to tell you you're right. My job's to be an advisor. Well, advisor, yes, not a salesperson. You know, we we are in sales. We are in financial advising. We are in psychology, obviously. We have to help people determine their risk tolerance. I know everybody wants 10 to 20% without any risk. Well, and unfortunately, over the last 20 years, sometimes they've gotten it and they all feel like geniuses. But the world's getting tougher. It's getting tougher as we speak. You know, one more thing about the uh, slimy industry in which we reside have you have you noticed all of the dinner seminars are back? We've we have avoided doing seminars on purpose. The reason, and again, there's a way to triple our income. We want our business to be hyper personal. We want one-on-one. We want to better your situation. One person, one couple, one family at a time. These seminars, you know, don't forget, Anthony, 20 plus years ago, my father and I were involved with that. And we had our training. The, the place we hung our license was MetLife. We we're in the MetLife financial services side. And it was just so funny, the training for the seminars and they co-opted it. So they paid for part of it. We had the product. We had the product that the seminar was based upon. So we already knew what we're selling you. So say there's 40 couples at the seminar. Our goal was to get 20 appointments, 10 closes. It was so disgusting. And it was like, well, you know, we need to set these up. What's better for you, a Tuesday or a Thursday? What's better for you, morning or afternoon? And so, you know what we should do, Anthony? We should start a seminar series called a seminar on why you should never attend a seminar. I think that'd be a great idea. It's not bad. We'll still feed people, but we'll just tell them how you shouldn't ever, ever be here or any other seminars. All right, moving on. Like we that, should have, we get into the show? Well, I guess so. We, you know, I mean, I'm on one today, as, as Anthony would say. JR, you're on one today. Yeah, well, 
I finally, for the first time in forever, got enough sleep. We did our West Valley Men's Networking Happy Hour yesterday. Shout out to all the mics. We had a ton of mics yesterday. It was kind of funny <laughs> for the server because she was like, I want to put each of your names on your ticket. And there were three mics in a row. So that was kind of fun. Um, we didn't have Mike from uh, Frank's Honest Auto, though. We should get him out there. We need Mike from Frank's. You know what? I think about Frank's Honest Auto pretty often. I'll tell you why. Like, I look at the government, and then I look at Frank's Honest Auto, and they're 180-degree opposite. Here, I'm actually comparing a family business <laughs> automotive mechanical shop to the federal government. The, the Frank's Honest Auto, we have had good experiences. Like, you bring your car in for something you know is wrong, and they fix it. But what they don't do is they don't find six other things to fix. I have had that in the past with different people. So we think that they're actually honest. But anyway, back to Frank's. So the government on the other end of the spectrum, they are the ones that broke the country. Hear me out. The country is the ones, the Federal Reserve, which, by the way, how many people listening to the show understand something? They call them the Federal Reserve. Do you know that it's private bankers? Do you know that the Federal Reserve is not federal? It's not federal. Anyway, so the federal people, the Federal Reserve, you know, Yellen and, and all these people, they are the ones that are to blame for inflation. You know, last week, just last week, some of these states are finally running out of COVID money. Wrap that one around your mind for a minute. They had so much money they were giving it for like basically universal basic income and stuff that they shouldn't be doing. Oh, and California, good job. I guess you're on the first road to actually passing reparations. I heard that last week. There's so much news coming at us so fast. And it's all financial, not political, by the way, because we have to talk about the borders and Title 42 and what that's going to do to our financial system, the strain that's about to add. So back to the government, they break your stuff. They break your car. And then they want you to come to them with your car so they can fix it. We are trusting the same people that have broken the banking system too big to fail. Remember when they bailed out these companies with billions of dollars and they lied about it. It was Glenn Beck that uncovered how much the TARP, the Troubled Asset Relief Program, Glenn Beck uncovered what they really put into the system. And it's just crazy. You talk about you know the M2 system how much money was printed in the last year or two. It's just all smoke and mirrors. It's all baloney. You know what's real? Pay down debt. Buy hard assets. You brought up life insurance from the Sherpas and the, and the, the life coaches in the financial world. Legacy money, inheritance money. You know, people think life insurance. Well, you know, if I pass away, my wife doesn't have to move and we can get the kids through college. What about if all the rules you ever learned in your life financially were wrong and we can help you become on a different tra trajectory to have generational wealth? We can do that through life insurance. But anyway, back to the broken government versus Mike. So the government has caused all our problems and now they are the ones telling us they have to fix our problems. Guess what they're going to do this summer? They're, the Fed now launches on July 1st. We urged you to look up executive order 14067 a year ago, over a year ago. Well, everything we've told you to research is here. The government is going to tell you they're going to be your savior once again. Is it going to be through a digital currency? Amazon. There's going to be one store Lehman left Brothers in the bank. Lehman Brothers, that's a good idea. Goldman Sachs. Credit Suisse. Let's put your money in Credit Suisse. <laughs> oh, wait, they're gone too. Uh, I'm on the banks already, aren't I? My ADD, OCD, all of my... Cognitive impairment is on full display today, and that's okay. I'm gonna run with it. Yeah. Do you want to you want to start playing these clips about the FDIC warning us about bail-ins and all this stuff we've been telling people about? I think that's a great idea, Jimbo. Set us up, man. Let's let's hear a clip or two. 
And then Anthony and I will break it down for you because it's pretty complex. You know, you need financial advisors to guide you through this maze of uncertainty. <laughs> All right, Jim, let's play clip one right now. I guess I am a bit pessimistic about your ability to communicate with the people who really need to know in terms of a crisis. Uh, there was a lot of interest um, just after the crisis. It's dwindled over time. And so people are sort of less and less interested in getting into the nitty gritty and some of the really interesting uh, developments. So I would think your strategy ought to be to disclose as much as possible to people who professionally need to know about it. And that would I certainly include the ratings agencies and the people within the banks who are responsible for these uh, judgments. All right. So this guy's out here saying he doesn't think anyone would be interested in knowing that there's issues with the banks. And this is from a meeting in November of 2022. And JR, what's that word that you like to, that phrase you like to use all the time? Was it normalcy Cluster, bias? Cluster, oh, normalcy bias. Oh, yeah, that, that's, yeah, that's a like. good word, word for that too. So... <laughs> Normalcy bias. I mean, it's so simple. It's like this, this can't be like the stuff that we're facing cannot be. It, I, it's just, it's too hard to face. So I'm going to turn on the mass singer. By the way, I, we have a friend out of state named Doug. Doug does a bunch of work for the show. Amazing. He does the YouTube clips. So Doug said that, that the mass singer is actually a microcosm of what's wrong with this country. And I would even add the world. It, it's true. Normalcy bias makes people want to sit in front of their television and watch mindless drivel instead of trying to see what's really going on. Right. And, yeah, so this, this guy, right. Is saying um, that we should disclose as much as possible and let everybody know what's going on in the system. Right. So let's Jim, give us clip two. I completely agree with that. I almost think you'd scare the public. If you put this out, like, why are they telling me this? Should I be concerned about my bank? Like my insurance company doesn't tell me what they're doing with my assets. They just assume they're going to pay my claim, right? It's, it's, I think you've got to think of the unintended consequences of taking a public that has more full faith and confidence in the banking system than maybe people in this room do, <laughs> that we want them to have full faith and confidence in the banking system. They know the FDIC insurance is there. They know it works. They put their money in. They're going to get their money out. So there, there's a select crowd of people that are in the institutional side. And if they want to understand this, they're going to find a way to understand this. There's a bunch of law firms represented in this room. There's a bunch of people that'll charge them by the hour, a lot of money to explain this all to them. And, and, and it's fine. I don't, have a, I don't have a problem with that. And they all have huge staffs. But I would be careful about the unintended consequences of starting to blast too much of this out in the general public. So right after guy one is saying that we should disclose as much as possible, guy two comes in and says, I don't think so. Says, I think you're going to scare the public if you dissolve or, d d you know, say all this information, give them, you know, what's really going on. He says that the public has more faith in the banking system than the people in this room controlling it. How sad is that? And it's terrifying. But of course, right back to normalcy bias. You don't know. You can go to your ATM and still get 100 bucks out of it, so you don't care. We've been talking about this way before SVB. You know, we've been warning you. So even if, if you're watching these banks fail and you've listened to our show and you're still not pulling money and having a reserve and moving money to insurance companies or buying hard assets, getting extra food and water, I mean, like, well, there's no hope for you, right? I mean, we 
Okay, we've given you all of this information and you're doing nothing with it. I mean, it, it's sad. Said that there's a lot of high paid people in that room because the rich people, people that are wealthy, that have influence, have power, are going to take this information that they're telling us they're going to do something with it while warning you that there's nothing to be afraid of because they're going to pull their money out first. Then they're going to turn on the switch and say, oh, it's more profitable to let people fear. Then things are going to crash, and then they're going to come in and buy things while they're cheap. That's how this system works. What do you got? Well, here? and they're also going to convert. We we go down different financial paths, and it starts. It's it started. I mean, it's already started, but this summer it starts for for real. It starts in earnest. And by the way, when you say convert that money into other things, shout out. We have we have friends slash clients that are are new to us. It's a mother daughter. I won't say their names, but they they reached out to Marcy. They, my understanding is they bought a tower garden, you know, these tower gardens in uncertain times, a, it's a hard asset B it generates food. So this thing is potentially going to save their life. I, and I'm not downplaying that. It really is that important. You better have food and water. You better reach out to Marcy and get a tower garden. You know, the other thing is if you had a choice between having a thousand bucks in the bank or a thousand bucks worth of tower garden, you know, Choose wisely. I keep saying lately, act accordingly. Do your stuff. So, well, you know, they're expensive. I don't have that kind of money. They're, they're a little bit expensive. I mean, so is food and water. Everything's expensive. Thanks a lot, government. You know, the inflation's coming back. I, I saw this this morning. Um, but you know what? If it's life or death that's coming up, and I don't think I'm exaggerating, eh, then you might be glad that you spent that money. But that's yeah, me. Well, you, you can't eat gold and silver. Can't what? hard assets that well, you can't it just really hurts the next day i mean i've done it yeah. i've tested that because people say that it's it's not comfortable at least eat gold because you have to eat a lot less it's more fibrous i think the silver is just painful <laughs> so back to the banks for a minute do you know why another week another railing on the banks we are not done hearing stories we got a great story yesterday we have a person that we trust completely this guy is a down-to-earth not full of hooey guy so he needed a large amount of money out of, out of the bank. I'm going to give you a couple of details without saying his name. He needed $25,000. So that's a good amount of money. I mean, I get it. A lot of people don't even have that kind of money in the banks, which good, um, better to, you know, the, the more you have, the more you have to lose theory. So anyway, so he goes to the bank and he wants to get $25,000. He cannot get it. So, and all of a sudden when you ask for $25,000, my understanding is, they're looking at you really closely. So then if you backtrack and you say, well, I need 5,000 right now. It's like, they don't want to give you that because they're like, well, you know, you asked for 25. It's like, we got to look into this. Anyway, fast forward to this week. So after fighting with these people for quite a while, he had to get the branch manager involved. He gets his $25,000 and I'm like, oh, good, good, good. So you did beat the, uh, you know, upcoming run of the banks. You know what they did to him? He called, he used the word punitive. I would say, if you remember the old psychological term from your college days, if you ever heard the word defiant compliance, it's like, well, my mom keeps making me take out the garbage and I have to, so I don't get a butt whooping, but I'm going to spill it on the way out the door. I'm going to comply, but I'm going to do it very defiantly. So this bank actually gave him, I can't make this up, gave him $25,000 in 20s. Do you remember a couple months ago when we had another client who asked for $2,500 I do. and they, could, they couldn't give him hundreds and he, he didn't take it. He was like, bull, 
He's like, you keep it. You gather the money. See if you can scrape up. And that was a big bank. That was either Wells or Chase. I don't remember. But he was like, I'm not taking that. He was like, I want hundreds. It's 2,500 bucks. He was, he was actually doing some work on his house. He needed the money. So he waited like a week till they gathered hundreds. You know what we should do? We should do a GoFundMe for these banks. Well, back to my theory before, right? The rich get their money out first. The rich are privy to this information. Maybe people are taking out larger larger amounts of cash and they've got their hundreds first. So I I see what you're saying, but maybe this isn't a compliance thing. Maybe they only have smaller bills because somebody's already Uh. got those larger ones. That's interesting, but I'm not sure. I think they were telling him, we're going to do what you want, but we're going to make your life hell. That's what I think. I, I don't believe that, Anthony, that they don't have hundreds. They, they, It just seems unlikely. I never believed about the coin shortage, you know, during the COVID days. It was like, you go to Sun City, every single house, you know, not 99.6%, every damn house has change. They have little jars, they have big jars. Some of them had these big water jugs full of change. There was no change shortage. Anyway. <laughs> and you and I talked to a couple of people that worked at banks and some of them were like, yeah, there's awesome. something to it. Most of them were like, there is nothing to this at all. We don't even understand what the hell they're doing right now. But anyway, to finish up with our friend, he actually took it. I said, how did you carry it? I'm like picturing twenties, you know, how did you care? He said, they gave him a, a, a bag. They gave him like this, this, like a beach bag <laughs> with their logo on it. That's funny. I'd be stopping people on the street, hand them a 20 say, look at this. This bank doesn't have anything bigger than a 20. Here's what $25,000 in 20s looks like. You want to see it? <laughs> so I would like I, to see I, it. I just, so that's the reason that we're going to keep talking about banks every single week. If you need to tune us out, go to another radio show. Don't do it because you're not going to get the same stuff as you get on another money show. But well, we're going to keep railing are we on trying the to warn people about the banks? We're trying to warn you them what? about bail-ins, right? We've said that term a thousand times and people are like, ah, I don't know. I don't know. Jim, give us I clip mean, number three. I wondered whether there are some market tests of whether you're being heard. And I think about TLAC. So TLAC should spread, should respond to good and bad news about the institutions. And it's really important. I mean, it's a little bit conflicted, right? I mean, it's important that people understand they can be bailed in, but you don't want a huge run on the institution. But they have, I mean, they're going to be, that's, and and it could be an early warning signal to the FDIC and the primary regulators when these things happen. And there may be some other prices, this is uh, similar to what Jay was saying, in the market that you can tell whether people understand how the who's going to be protected, who isn't going to be protected. So here we go. It's not just... JR and Anthony and who are these guys and why should I care about them? These are guys in the FDIC meeting saying that a bail-in is a real possibility. Well, and let me tell you something further about bail-ins. It happens around the world. You don't think they had a bail-in in Argentina, Brazil, Venezuela, Yemen, Greece. A lot of countries name it as what it is. A lot of countries don't. But the rest of the world has had trials and tribulations. This country, we are so fat, lazy, instant gratification. We don't think it could happen to us. Why? Glad you asked. Normalcy bias. We're the United States. We're the powerhouse. We're the world's police. We give money to 150 out of 190 countries. Well, we're broke. So there's that. So sooner or later. And by the way, the other countries give us the finger. You know, you drop off a pallet of cash at Iran. They should be lifelong friends. No, they hate us. That was in the time that they were saying death to Israel, death to the United States. 
you know, the evil Satan. So, so with the Balins, you know what, here's part of the thing that these smug suit wearing people, they, they, this whole Balin thing, when the time is right. And when we have a Balin in this country, you know what they're going to say to us? They're going to say, you signed that electronic agreement. When I was younger, we used to have this legal paper, legal size paper, triplicate, white, yellow, pink. And if you ever read one, which I think I'm the only one I've ever met that actually read one from top to bottom. If you read one, it says, this is no longer your money. You are not a secured depositor. We take your money. We loan it out. Business loans, mortgages, reverse mortgages, whatever we deem necessary. If possible, we're going to give it back to you. And we've gone since the Great Depression without having to worry about that because we've always gotten our money when we want it. Now you go to get $25,000 and they're going to give you a bag full of 20s and you don't think we have a problem? That was this week. So anyway, so they're going to say, well, you signed the agreement. You know, this, this is on you. No, you know what? People don't understand. I know they should. When you sign something, you're supposed to understand it. What am I going to do? Bring an attorney with me to the bank, open up my $5 minimum savings account. Do you still get a free toaster, by the way? Now do you get like a fractal? Why do they make those forms 50 pages long if it should be as simple as you know, we're going to, what do they put in there? Like the reason, the only reason they're that long is to screw you. There's no reason well, for course. it to be that long. That's everything. Have you ever read the, the agreement on an app? You download an app to your phone. Why do those have to be so long? They don't, there's only one or two lines in any of these things that are relevant and important, but they want to make sure you just, you know, they can do whatever they want, they want with your information. You know, why are these, why, by the way, don't forget the Restrict Act. I, I hope you're watching that under the scenes. These bills that they, our legislators do, 20,000 pages. You know, they give it to you on a Friday and say, we're going to vote on a Tuesday. Give me a break. There's only one or two lines in those things that are relevant. Anyway, so back with this triplicate form. You know, no, people don't understand it. And you have, I think you, government, should be fiduciaries. You should have a fiduciary responsibility to protect your citizens, protect the borders, protect our money, protect us. We don't need you to govern how much rainwater we collect. We need you to protect us and you're not protecting us. So when they do the bailing, they're gonna be like, well, you know, you, you turned over your assets and sorry, we're all in this together. Well, yeah, but you hit it, Anthony. The rich are getting richer. The poor are getting poorer. <laughs> no, no, the rich are getting richer. The poor are hovering. The middle class is shrinking. Uh, I get so angry. I'm so angry. I'm angry all the time now. I'm angry at everything. Anyway, I'm not angry at peeps. Remember at Easter time, those peeps? I just found a peep. Have you ever had a stale, hard peep? Not good. Let me tell you that. All right. You I know that has nothing to do with anything, but like I'm trying a, to calm myself. Pack of them? Yeah. Yeah. And they get really stale and they're disgusting. They're yeah. blue. The food dye is just, actually coursing through my veins. I thought you just anyway, found them in the house. Just, we had a peep <laughs> fight at my house time. a long time ago, and it took years for us to find all of them. <laughs> Can you but grow anyways, peeps so that power garden? <laughs> That's it for segment one. We got to get out of here, have a a quick uh, commercial break. In the meantime, you can listen to past episodes of Another Money Show on our website, anothermoneyshow.com, or wherever you listen to and like, subscribe to podcasts. Speaking of which, if you listen to the January 6th episode of 2023, you'll hear us play those clips from the FDIC meeting too. Um, So this isn't anything new for us. We've Try to be on the forefront, always trying to be proactive, not reactive. Um, if you have questions, concerns, want to get a hold of us, reach out to us at team at anothermoneyshow.com or directly from our website. Jared, what else you got? 
Um, I want to do that little cliffhanger. We need you to stick around because I'm going to read an article to you that is, I would say, very, very, very important. So we're going to we're going to tie in the banks and then we're going to get under the debt ceiling and some other juicy information for you. But thanks for being here. We'll, we'll be right back. Remember, all of JR and Anthony's listeners receive a free financial consultation just for listening to the show. Visit anothermoneyshow.com to learn more and schedule an appointment. Thanks for listening to Another Money Show and subscribing wherever you listen to podcasts. Welcome back to Another Money Show. Thank you so much for being with us. We just, we greatly appreciate it. You know, we got a lot of people talking about our YouTube clips now. The reason that I like the YouTube clips so much Thank you so much. I mean, Sam, Jim, Ford, Doug, all you all, you know, I mean, Kelly, Kelly, we, we got to remember, you know, the person are, are basically our general agency. I mean, they, they started this whole thing for us. So these YouTube clips are great because I can share them with people and I'll tell them, you know, watch some of these here's, you know, they're on average two minutes long. It'll give you a little idea what we did that week. And if it piques your interest, listen to the whole show. If not, then watch another one until you find one that piques your interest because we need you to listen to the show too. But anyway, the YouTube clips are great. I mean, they, they kind of, you know, the splicing is great because it's just the, the highlights of the show. So follow us on YouTube, please. We need to grow that thing. And Anthony's always passionate about telling people, you know, with the podcast, every show turns into a podcast. So, but we're glad that you're, you're taking the time to hear us. So I want to finish up the banks because we still have a lot to get to today. So, but finishing up the banks. So I've been sounding the alarm about a bail-in since 2014. Can you imagine being wrong for nine years? Well, I don't look at it that way. I am not wrong. We always talk about being proactive and not reactive. I've been almost a decade proactive. <laughs> I mean, you know, a broken clock is right twice a day. And guess what? It's almost five o'clock, kids. So listen up. I mean, I, I've been telling people, I never said, take all your money out of the bank, run for the hills. I have slowly gotten more vocal about how the banks are, are not as solid as you may think. The FDIC, we, we point people to FDIC.gov all the time so they can see that even their accounts that are covered, which means under $250,000, not that that matters. Thanks a lot, Yellen and Silicon Bank action. But uh, you, know, you only got about 1.2% coverage. So good luck when the bail-in gets here. Good luck with trying to get any of that money from FDIC. When the, when the bank run continues. Um, so with the whole bail-in prospects, let me read something to you. It's very short, Anthony. Don't, don't make the, the pucker face. Anthony hates when I read you. I don't. I like it. I feel like I'm very articulate and intelligent as long as I'm using other people's stuff. So this just came out last week. Two different people sent this to me. You know, I'm going to say his name, Michael C. in Sun City. And I also got this from another Mike, Michael L., in Phoenix sent it too. So I thought, well, that's, that's cool that I have, I'm now getting the same article from more than one person when they think it'll be a good fit for the show. So thank you to my inside sources. U.S. government may freeze. Did you like how I said government slowly and carefully? I didn't say government like I usually say. So U.S. government may freeze American bank withdrawals as currency panic and capital flight mounts. You think the bank prom is over? You think First Republic was it? And and Jamie Dimon came out and said, now we're okay because we rode up on our white horse. The horse has felonies on it, by the way. Allegedly. Allegedly, the horse was Robin and Wells Fargo. I think Not Jason, allegedly. Those are real things. <laughs> Look it up. Not for the horse. Not for the horse. Leave the horse out of it. Anyway, so Jamie rides up on his horse and then all of a sudden we're okay. It's been quiet the last week. So 
This article came out on May 6th. Today, as we record, this is May 10th. So four days ago, this article came out. U.S. I'm going to read the caption again because you have to let this sink in. U.S. government may freeze May. So we don't know for sure. May freeze American bank withdrawals. That's a bail-in as currency panic and capital flight mounts. Macro guru. It's a guru. Is that like a Sherpa for like articles and financial stuff? Macro guru Hugh Hendry. Hedge fund manager and macroeconomic expert. See, it's not just us talking expert. Hugh Hendry just issued a major warning on the U.S. banking system and the American economy as a whole. In a new interview on Bloomberg Market, Bloomberg, that sounds so financial. In a new interview on Bloomberg Markets, Hendry says mass panic and capital flight away from the U.S. banking sector is entirely justified. No kidding. We, t- we think it's very justified. Hendry says a further decline in the M2 money supply, which in part tracks money in liquid checking accounts, could convince the U.S. government to step in and prevent citizens from taking their capital out of the banking system. Are, are you following along with what this means? This If this young man is right and we are on the same page exactly as this expert guru dude. So he is basically saying they are watching. They are watching. There are still people going to the bank every single day, taking their money out. It's, it's gone. Go ahead. I was just going to say, and we just played a clip of the FDIC. So again, it's Anthony Jr. this hedge fund manager. Oh yeah. And the FDIC saying this. So at what point do you start believing it? Well, I've been believing it for years and now I think it's crunch time, but that's just me. So, and it goes on. I won't bore you with the entire thing. We're at a point where the Fed and Treasury officials, I'm sure, are having to consider a gate, a lock on U.S. bank deposits. Of course they are. We just had a person get $25,000 in a satchel in 20s. The banks are noticing We were told, Anthony, in March that the the bank that is near us only has in the neighborhood of $85,000 in cash for a week. And it's a big bank. It's not one of the big three, but it's a pretty big bank. I won't mention PNC's name because I don't want to give them a bad black eye. So anyway, and this is the part that makes this guru less impactful in my eyes. I do want to read one line that I I disagree wholeheartedly. When it comes to where Americans can place their capital amid the uncertainty, Hendry says his go-to is U.S. Treasuries and potentially Bitcoin. Let me give you my thoughts on that one. So the banks, which is, wait a minute, isn't that the U.S. Treasury? Isn't it the Fed? Isn't that the uh, same, you know, the people that are like roughly 31.7 trillion in the whole? Isn't that around the same kind of people? By the way, thank you. Shout out to the one and only Sam Davis. He sent us an article that was really good this week. We're not going to have time to get to it. Sorry, Sam, but I appreciate it. And he brought up the U.S. debt clock. If you haven't done so, make sure you go online and look up usdebtclock.org. It it's fascinating. It kind of shows what you owe and what your kids owe and what the taxpayers owe. And the and the bill collector is on his way or her way. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to. Anyway, so this dude who I thought was so smart until I got to that line. Are you kidding me? Bitcoin, Bitcoin. 
Woo, Beanie Babies. We're, we're going to bring back the tulip craze because we think tulips are actually more impactful for our environment than Beanie Babies. So anyway, Bitcoin, I disagree. Moderation, diversification, hedge against reality. <laughs> okay, I like some Bitcoin. But treasuries, are you kidding? Those are the same people that just screwed you. Like get out of the banks. We've told you where to put it. Don't listen to this guru. Don't listen to this dude. Don't buy US treasuries. I don't care if they're short term. Don't buy bonds. Don't buy stocks. I'm telling you what to buy. Insurance companies, food, water. We have all kinds of stuff for you to buy. And none of it has to do with Bitcoin or treasuries. Anthony, can you still hear me? Oh, I can. Do you need me? Okay. No, my, my <laughs> mic seemed like it was cutting out for a second. I thought maybe it was finally time. I, yeah. I thought the van arrived and they Coming were cutting the power to my house. That's so funny. My picture went off and everything for a second. And I couldn't see myself. I got scared. I thought maybe I ate a bad peep. Um, <laughs> and the whole peep thing, the reason I brought that up, not because it's really financial, it, it's because that's how bad my ADD and my OCD is today. Like I'm wondering what's wrong with me if I have blue food dye poison now. Anyway, so to finish up this article, so basically this guy is saying what we've been saying. He does think that the government is going to have to step in sooner or later. I think it'll be this summer. And then he's telling you where to put your money. But that part of it, listen to us, pay down debt, buy hard assets, you know, be very careful of bonds. We've got a, another client slash friend who has money in a reverse mortgage account. And we're going to talk to this guy. What we want him to do, we want him to call the reverse mortgage account people and say, what, who holds my money? I know it's in a suspense account. You're giving me interest. Apparently interest is very high right now. Is it at a bank? Is it at an insurance company? Is it in a little pile of cash? Where is my money? And if we can get a straight answer out of the reverse mortgage company, then we'll know what to do for this guy. But I, I mean, you know, we have ultra short-term solutions for you, which we're going to get to a minute in a minute. But first, we do have to talk about something else that's quite important. You know what? We are only about three weeks away from now. The debt ceiling, the debt ceiling, the debt ceiling. I wish Jim can make this echo. The debt ceiling, the debt ceiling. So the debt ceiling. You know what? Here's my take on the debt ceiling. You already know it. We're broke. Stop spending. Take away the checkbook. You already know it. But you, you know what? This whole debt ceiling, screw your debt ceiling. That's, that's what I think. Hit it. Hit it. Do not raise it. Do not suspend it. Hit it. I realize they're going to come after the middle class. They're not going to pay the military. They're not going to give me my social security checks. I think some of the powers to be are going to be okay because they're not, they don't even get social security payments. By the way, talk about the haves versus the have nots. The people that we elect to represent us, they have their own healthcare systems, their own pensions. So, but I, I know there's going to be pain in this country either way. So rip the bandaid off, hit the debt ceiling. Don't do anything about it. Stop giving social security. The first month people are going to go, well, it's temporary. Normalcy bias is going to kick in. They're still going to watch mass singer. Then the second month, they're going to get real panicky because you have a lot of this country that's on a true fixed income. I'm talking social security. Maybe they have an old pension if they're lucky, but usually not. Because in the 80s, we thought it'd be better to, to give them all the financial responsibility. Before 401k, hit the debt ceiling. Let's have some pain. You know why I want this to happen? I don't want it to happen. I, I, yeah, we need it to happen because something has to give. And the best thing we could do is throw out all of the people that run our systems. So I think we, the only way to wake the American populace up is to give them the pain that, that is coming anyway but do it faster. You know why? You know why I see this, Anthony? Because of you and Jim. 
and because of Jay and Nick and younger people, because it's kind of like if there's ever a civil unrest situation, if we go into a civil war and end up with red states and blue states, vaxxed and non, you know, pro-life, pro-choice, all this, if we all split up, if it's going to happen, let it happen under my watch. Same thing financially. I want you and Jim to have Medicare and Medicaid and Social Security one day. I want you to have a life that's the American dream. You know what I mean? So bring it on. Let's take the pain now all at once and then get rid of these ridiculous people that run our systems and start over. Throw them all out. What do you, you think, Anthony? Now? Yeah, well, you got it. I mean, you're not wrong, though. I mean, we're, we're just kicking the can down the line. It's going to suck. You know, they remember when they were talking about um, inflation and it's transitory. There's going to be a soft landing. There's no soft landing. They, they've screwed this system up so, so poorly. And just like any Ponzi system or Ponzi scheme, you know, it, it keeps working as long as people put money into it. So we can keep printing, we can keep creating these problems, but you have to have somebody to buy it. And when the, the rest of the world stops buying our currency, we're done Which for. they are. They're doing that right now. They're trading amongst themselves. They've decided our monopoly money is no longer in their best interest. Biden family, let's, let's do uh, equal time. You know, I'm trying to point out that these politicians, maybe we need some new ones to to <laughs> give a run. So Biden family, now I'm hearing that, that they're basically saying they've got banking records and that the family, like nine members of the family, have taken in roughly $10 million, you know, from other countries and stuff. Holy crap. And by the way, I mean, what if that was Trump? What if that was reversed? And they said that, you know, the Trump family was taking money from other countries and this is how and why. Like, oh. I shouldn't I'm pretty say sure they already had those stories. Wasn't there a big yeah, stuff probably with true. Russia and then that's probably true. being a Clinton thing? And I don't know. It's all a mess. All of it. It's all a mess. But in, and that's what's in our faces. We're not hearing about bail-ins. We're not hearing about F FDIC solvency. We're not hearing about Fed now, Restrict Act, the things that we think you should be aware of because all that stuff consumes us. It's the shiny yeah. object. So and. As I had a conversation with somebody yesterday in our office and I was just like, I, I don't have to worry about any of those things you know i've i've got my risk here and there but i've protected everything i've set a foundation you know i don't care if the market drops tomorrow yes. it's not going to change my lifestyle at all like why aren't you, you don't guys care if the banks fail and you don't care if the banks fail you yeah. you keep enough money in your bank accounts so you know you have operating capital you can pay your insurance and and all that stuff but yeah you had a guy call in yesterday shout out to another mike believe it or not for listening to the show and mike called in and he he's a normal person. He's not a wealthy man, but he's, he's got some money and guess where it is. It's in the bank because he's smart. It's liquid. It's there for emergencies. It, it, it's uh, it, listening to you talk to him. It's like, let us help you. Let us help you with how much to keep in cash, how much to keep in the banks for operating capital and how much to put in ultra short term insurance products. You know, I mean, oh, in the short term, I mean, unfortunately, one year is the, the lowest we have now. And we didn't even have one year up until recently. Three was the lowest. But it's funny because I'm looking at rates and for the last 15 years, you know, bank CDs have offered up absolutely nothing. These MIGAs were usually, you know, a couple percent more. Um, not only that, but they're tax deferred by their nature. But that's a whole other story. But I am noticing, so when I was looking at rates today, I looked at bankrate.com, and again, this is May 10th, but they were saying that their five-year is 4.5%. Well, we've got a five-year at 5.3, and granted, these could change any day now, but it, we're consistently seeing higher rates with the MIGAs, 
except for one year and less. And do you want, do you know why that is, Jar? I know why, but I think you should tell Mike. Let me what? tell you all why. <laughs> because of all the issues that these banks are having, they're having issues with liquidity. They want to incentivize you to give them money short term. So I think that's why when you start looking at the longer term rates, MIGAs blow them away all the time. But short term, CDs are trying to get you to put money in the banks and they're trying to get you to put money into the banks right now. And why is there this sense of urgency? Because there are issues. How many of these major banks have already failed and what's on the cusp now? Because I'm pretty sure the stuff that's been failing is not what was on the FDIC's watch list for potential failing banks. Because I believe there was 40 of them at the time of their annual report last year. So who knows what they're at now? It's really hard to find some of that data. But things are things are a mess. Again, you have options out there that are not the bank. And that's what we want to help you find. And, you know, we've been saying it, but this is literally the best time in 20 years. This is the best time in two decades for us to educate you on short-term insurance company products. I like to call them CD alternatives. You know, yes, we talk about lifetime income. We talk about Tripler where we leverage your money in case you have a long-term care need. We have different products to do different things. But right now, I mean, our focus is the banks. What is your alternative? You can't put it all in food and water and Marcy's Tower Gardens. So we talk to you about these short-term products. The rates are incredible, you know, and, and we, we believe in laddering. First of all, you, you come in the office with $100,000. We're not going to put $100,000 into one product. We're going to ladder it out. We're going to diversify. We're going to talk to you about what should be in cash, what should stay in the bank, what should be laddered out. This is the best time in 20 years. Our rates are amazing. I think we're in a window too. I think this summer when things start changing, I not only think they're going to have to stop raising the rates, which by the way, I guess it depends on the inflation still. You know, Are they going to crush the banks? and keep raising rates? Or are they going to not crush the banks and let inflation go higher and higher, even towards hyperinflation? Whew, it's a no-win situation. Anthony, yeah, you said- no that, soft uh, landing. No soft landing. No, we've had the soft landing. You know, we, We've had a, a good run in this country. It's time for a hard landing. So grab on your flotation devices and hang on. So anyway, so with these short-term products, it, it's funny. I think that there is a window. I think here sooner than later, they're going to stop raising the rates. I've even wondered if they're going to go towards a rate, you know, start printing money again and actually start lowering the rates again. I, I mean, I don't know. They're, 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 to we're double in a down on situation. the inflation problem. That'd be hilarious if that's what they did. Well, and it's funny because nobody knows, you know, now I'm hearing is, are we going to go from inflation to deflation? Well, what would bring on deflation? Everybody losing their job. <laughs> you know, if you don't work, if you start losing your houses, it's, we're going to have deflation because you're not going to be buying stuff once you're homeless. Well, did you of hear which, about uh, Wendy's? They're implementing, they're working with Google to implement an AI assistant oh, to take your orders. Yeah, you sent me that article. And I'm like, good Lord. I mean, I, yep. can, can we pile more stuff on? There's a McDonald's. We've heard from a few people that is completely automated. Now they're using artificial intelligence. The dude over at Google that that like is the granddaddy of artificial intelligence. He's like, yeah, 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 I'm out. You know, this is this is going the wrong direction. This is not going to end well. And by the way, I'm a big proponent of artificial intelligence just because it's intelligence. Like I'll take any intelligence we can get right about now. I don't give a crap if it's real or, or artificial. Bring it on because we are really- Make those really their elected officials. <laughs> yeah, they have artificial something. 
But what Ooh, happens right, when people are obsolete? I mean, that's essentially what we're getting at. I mean, think of uh, the automotion or automate. Autom- I'm just, I'm not good with words. More of a <laughs> numbers kind of guy. Uh, automation, when they started making robots and stuff to take over, uh, you know, labor type positions and assembly line work. But now we're getting into creativity. You know, yeah. What happens because we AI. talked about Wendy's, but we, I don't know if we brought this up on the other show or if this was just a conversation that you and I had, but someone was talking about using AI to cut and edit videos. Yeah. Like what happens if, you know, that's Doug. Doug is taking care of our Google stuff, but what happens when we have AI and they get rid of Doug? Oh and my I'm gonna gosh. Have to call the AI Doug so I can at least have that, you know, an easier transition. We've but, never met Doug. Are we sure that Doug's a real person? Oh yeah. Oh I my guess gosh. What if he's been AI this whole time? <laughs> Doug, you we know, don't trust you, you anymore. <laughs> were you in the office? You were there. We had a, a young woman come in named Nancy. Shout out to Nancy, wonderful woman. I sat down with her. We're helping her with her mom's estate. And we had to phone a company and we, we, it was the weirdest experience. We both agreed. We are not positive. We're talking to an actual human because the canned response to all of our questions was eerie. So Nancy, if you happen to be listening to this, you know what I'm talking about. It was so weird. So we, we actually wondered if we got a person or if we got AI on that phone call. And that is terrifying to me. We're replacing people. Anyway, so back to, I read that article. That's exactly what I thought of was your conversation with that, uh, customer. Did you hear it? Did you hear any of it? I know I I was sitting with her pieces. Yeah, it was strange. Oh man, it was crazy. Yeah. Well, and I don't know. I mean, I don't know anymore. I, I, who knows how this is going to play out. It's definitely uncertain. And you know, what's not, you know, what's starting to have a couple of cracks in it. The Teflon Dow. Have you noticed the last week or so there's been sketchy, you know, market volatility again, you know, don't forget everybody's a genius. Your old 401ks, let us look at them with you. You know, 2022, you lost some money, but now 2023, no worries again. I don't know. I think that volatility is going to ramp up this summer. I don't have any inside information. I don't have a crystal ball, but if you're sitting in that target date fund, and by the way, I'm not a huge fan of target date funds. First of all, they, they just take your date of birth and they reallocate every year because you get older you know, I use the example of my father all the time. My father was 28 years older than me. He had much higher risk tolerance than I do. Like I love the idea of annuities. I did my first Roth IRA annuity. It was with a company called North American. I think it's okay to name names if it's my own product. So I went to North American and I went through, I took a long-term annuity. I took a 14 year backside declining surrender charge product because I figured I'm not going to use it until I'm 59 and a half. And I did this thing over 20 years ago. And I averaged, because of when I did it, 6.8% on fixed money. The rates the last 10 years have been going down and they're not so favorable. But guess what? We got a good window right now of good rates. So come see us. Um, These target date funds, they don't take into consideration something that's pretty critical, the world around you. You know, financial planning has always been based first and foremost on your date of birth. If you're 80, we want you 20% for growth, 80% for safety. If you're 20, 80% for growth, 20% for safety. Oh, horse crap. It, it, this job is an art, not a science. You know, we can learn the basic rules, but you know, my dad being more risk aggressive, it was, it was Anthony, do yeah. you, <laughs> do you, I'm losing my microphone again. Oh, I'm no, back. Oh, good. Okay. So basically with my father, 
He didn't mind taking risk. I do. So I always position my money safer than he did. And you know what? It was funny because he used to like to brag when he's making good money. But I noticed in 2008, he was a lot more quiet than usual. That seems to be most people. They love to tell you when they're up, but they do not tell you when they're down. Just like gamblers. Gamblers are the best people on the planet. Shout out to Tara, Tonya. We got, I got all these friends. You know, I go to the casino once in a while. I know that, you know, conservative financial advisor in Sun City. And what do I do sometimes? I go play pie gal poker at the casino. Yeah. I think yeah, there's more the fun than that in the stock market. Well, it's legalized gambling. I love that term. At least at the casino that, you know, there's bells and whistles and lights and, and I have friends there. You know, my stuff in the stock market, boo. So we got to start wrapping it up for today, don't we? How much time do we have left? Yeah, we got five minutes, probably now in four, three. I don't know from when he said that, but I know you wanted a five minute window. So you're in it. What do you want to say? What do you yeah, got left? I wanted to make sure, you know, I'm I'm a little passionate today. I want to make sure we end up with solutions. You know, I mean, you know, we we do normal financial planning too, not just end of the world stuff. So, you know, give us a call. Let's sit down. We're going to do, we're going to basically brainstorm with you. Look at your situation, see how we can better it. If you have old 401ks, stop ignoring them. Get them into IRAs if that's appropriate. You know, yes, there's different well, choices. I don't know why you wouldn't. I mean, outside of the loan provisions of a 401k, you have way more opportunities in an IRA. So I would say there's not a lot of reasons not to put into an IRA and make it something you control yourself. Also, when we talk about income and failing Social Security, we've got a bunch of passes still for a beautiful documentary called The Baby Boomer Dilemma. You can check out the trailer online. But if you reach out to us directly, we will give you a passcode so you can watch the movie yourself. But that's it for our show today. If you like what you heard, you have questions about any of the topics, or you want to sit down with us to review your personal situation, you can reach us at team at anothermoneyshow.com. Find Another Money Show on uh, wherever you like and subscribe to podcasts, on our website, anothermoneyshow.com. Remember, there are no minimums, no cost for appointments, nothing to lose by getting a second opinion on your financial situation. So with that, we will see you again right here on 960 The Patriot next Saturday at noon. Thank you. Thanks for listening to Another Money Show. You deserve to work with a private wealth management firm that will strategically work to protect your hard-earned assets. To schedule your free, no-obligation consultation, visit anothermoneyshow.com. Investment advisory services offered through Brookstone Capital Management, LLC, BCM. A registered investment advisor. BCM and Rochford Financial are independent of each other. Insurance products and services are not offered through BCM, but are offered and sold through individually licensed and appointed agents. Investments involve risk and, unless otherwise stated, are not guaranteed. Past performance cannot be used as an indicator to determine future results. At Rochford & Associates, we know the road to financial freedom is not a straight path, and the journey is different for every family. And in times like these, we want you to feel confident that you're safely on track to meet your retirement goals. We want to ask you to prepare for economic chaos. We want you to prepare for bank volatility. We want you to insure and protect your assets with a smart plan. Our team can help you make the most of your hard-earned savings using strategies that are right for you. I want more people to sit down with us. When we talk about a financial plan, it's different for every person we meet. We tailor make our plans. Schedule your no obligation consultation today by calling 623-523-0444. 
That's 623-523-0444. Rochford and Associates, veteran-owned and proud to serve Americans like you. Fixed annuities, including multi-year guaranteed rate annuities, are not designed for short-term investments and may be subject to restrictions, fees, and surrender charges as described in the annuity contract. Guarantees are backed by the financial strength and claims-paying ability of the issuer.